What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K Hawk back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here live in Miami, Florida, 2022, December 3rd, 2022. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I came to Miami for the Web3 Women's Summit here in Miami, Florida. It was on Wednesday and Thursday. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to say the summit was amazing. It was good to see women in Web3. Got to meet a lot of content creator. Uh, BitBoy Crypto was there as well. BitBoy Crypto was there as well. He came on the second day. It was a two-day event. Um, But I have to say, folks, there were some weird things going on when I got here on Tuesday um, on the 29th. Kicked off on the 30th, so I went to 30th to the arena, uh, and they didn't have my name on the VIP list, folks. Like, they didn't have my name on any of their iPads. Like, this was terrible. So, they ended up taking my ID, ended up getting my VIP pass, and everything like that. I got to go in the venue, and the venue was ice cold, folks. I felt like I had walked into an ice ring arena like i was at a hockey event i'm like why is it so cold in here it's absolutely it was absolutely terrible but i will say the arts were the art pieces were great that the women had made for nfts absolutely beautiful i have some pictures on my instagram so definitely go check that out at nightmare k hawk by the way um absolutely beautiful art pieces and things like that um, the talks were great. They talked about climate change. They talked about um, mental illness on Web3, being on the blockchain and things like that. They talked about sports as well, music, a lot of music. Um, a lot of these women create their own tokens, art, digital art and things like that. They talked about the whole uh, disrespectful things that women have been through, going through, trying to get into the space. How it's dominated by men, which I agree with 100%. All the obstacles they have to overcome being in this space as well. They talked about how crypto uh, has taken a dive, how the whole FTX thing is. They had regulation. People come in as well. Talk. Now, there weren't a lot of people at this Web3 event, folks, to be honest. Um, I think it's because it was geared towards women. Um, a lot of people who were actually working in Web3 Space for Women were there. A lot of the speakers were there. They were in the audience as well. So it was very interesting to see. And plus, I think also another reason why a lot of people were not in, at this event is simply because it was on a Wednesday. It was during the middle of the week. And a lot of people are at work. They have kids. They have things they got to do. School night, things like that. There was a little girl there with her parents getting inspiration as well. She got to speak as well, which was very inspiring as well, you know. And to see these women doing their thing in Web3 is absolutely balls. It's absolutely amazing. And this is why I keep advocating for more women to step up in Monero um, and talk about digital cash, peer-to-peer electronic cash. It's great that Doug does this. It's great that a lot of men are doing it. But we need these women to step up, honestly. It's time for the women to show what they can do in the peer-to-peer electronic digital cash realm as well. So we're going to need these women to step to the forefront of this movement. But back to Web3 real quick. But folks, if you didn't come to this event, you missed out on a hell of a lot of talks. I had to run back and forth between the main stage, the two stages in the back, 
And they had a bunch of workshops upstairs. I never went upstairs to the workshops at all. I uh, wasn't really too interested in that. I was just more interested to hear the talks, talk to people. I got my first NFT minted on the Polygon network. So that's on the blockchain as well. It's a picture of me on the blockchain, which is kind of funny. So, yeah, if you uh, see a picture of me on the uh, Polygon network, that's your boy Nightmare Kaihawk. You see a black guy with a purple fucking vest on, that's me. But, uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool, pretty interesting. I definitely am thinking about going to the next NFT event, which is in March of 2023 here in Miami. It's for NFT week. I'm thinking about going to that one as well. The tickets right now are $279. I'll definitely put that link in the description below. It's the early bird passes. I'm just going to get general admission. I'm really not worried about the after parties or anything like that. I'm more of an introvert, folks, as you people know out there. I really don't like to hang out with people I really don't know, um, especially outside of the Monero community. I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, now, if I'm in a small town or something, I'll do. I'll hang out with people like that. But in a big city like Miami, absolutely fucking not. Um, but yeah, other than that, folks, I mean, the event was was. Overall, I would give it a 2 out of 5. Um, and the reason why I would give it a 2 out of 5 is because just the fact that, like, it seemed discombobulated. They didn't accept crypto for any of the food. Um, VIP people really didn't get treated right at all. Especially if you were a man, like, no one really wanted to talk to you. So I felt there was some sex uh, sexism going on there. Um, especially if you weren't an influence or anything like that. They actually had to talk about influence with BitBoy Crypto was invited to. He's actually more skinnier than I thought he was. Um, I thought he was a fat guy, but he's not fat. He's actually skinny, uh, which was actually surprising for me to find out. Uh, the Tether CEO was there as well. Also, they had women that were Tether Maxis, folks, and let me tell you something. I've never met a Tether Maximalist in my life until Thursday. Like Thursday, I met a group of women. They are Tether Maxis. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You think Doug is a big is a uh, Monero Maxi? No, bro. No. You don't know a Maximalist until you meet a Tether Maxi. A Tether Maxi thinks that every crypto outside of Tether is a shit coin. Now that should tell you something, folks. They believe in the banking system. They truly, these women actually truly believe in centralization for real, for real. I mean, folks, Tether's not even a real crypto. It's not even a real crypto. It's a stable coin shit coin. That's what it is. That's exactly what Tether is. It's absolutely a shit coin. But, hey, I give it to these women. I hand it to these women. Hey, you want to believe in Tether? You want to have Tether meetups every week to talk about the stabilization of Tether and, you know, things like that? More power to you. I, I, I damn sure will never fuck with Tether. You know, I'll stick with, I'll stick with Monero and Doge until the cows come home. But that's just me. Um... But yeah, folks, it was very interesting. They had a whole panel about social media. Like I said, BitBoy Crypto was there as well um, with a couple of his buddies. 
Um, they had a they had a men versus women's debate about social influencers and things like that. I listen the whole social influencer thing. I think is completely asinine to begin with. And I think people need to cut it out. Listen to these people. I mean, it's absolutely asinine. I mean, a lot of a lot of these people that were at this Web three summit for women were pretty. Eh, I could say pretty stuck up, had a broomstick stuck up their ass. And I can understand, I mean, the women have been treated pretty badly in this space and things like that. I listen to their stories, you know, but I mean, you, you got to learn to be a humble person. You got to learn to be humble in this space. You got to learn to be a humble person. That's why I pretty much be humble in this space. And I listen to everybody's views, even though I don't agree with 99.9% .9 of people in the crypto space's views on anything because they're completely fucking idiots. Um, but other than that, folks, I mean, other than that, I'm just looking forward to really hanging out in the Web3 space, learning more about NFTs and things like that, which they're nothing but digital IDs anyway. But other than that, folks, I mean, NFTs are starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, really no one was there. It was a lot of empty seats. If you saw the videos I posted on my Instagram, a lot of empty seats. And that's due because the crypto market's in a bear market. This is usually what happens in a bear market. So I'm really thinking about going to NFT week in March of 2023. At the end of March, it's a weekend festival. You know, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. And then I would come back on Monday. I'm home to my wife and things. But we'll see what happens. I'm uh, definitely going to talk about the to the wife about it. See, uh, see maybe we can get away that weekend. I'll go to the NFT uh, week fest, she'll probably hang out at the beach and then we'll meet up after things like that. If she wants to come out to Miami with her, if not, she's like, Hey, you know, go ahead and enjoy the NFT fest. Cause we'll be moving to freaking Florida in April anyway. And about like four weeks after that. So it is what it is. So I might as well get acclimated to the Florida weather and stuff like that, even though we won't be moving to Miami, but still. You know, I'll be going to a lot of crypto events, folks. I really enjoy this summit. I can't wait for the next Web3 Women's Summit. I'm definitely going to show up there again um, to definitely support these women and definitely uh, send out the freaking, um, send out the links for uh, these summits, man, especially for women because more women need to be involved. I love seeing the women content creators out there. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was amazeballs. I didn't care there was empty seats. I liked it. There was plenty of room for me to stretch out my legs. You know what I mean? Talk to people on uh, in the Monero Telegram group and stuff like that. It was uh, it was interesting. I liked it. And um, so, yeah, definitely, folks, if you're a man out there or if you're a woman or you're a little girl or you're a teenage girl, definitely go to these Web3 Summit events. They're very informative, very great. Great to market yourself. Great to meet people and things like that. And if you're in the Monero community, it's a great way to talk about digital cash. Great way to talk about, like myself, Dogecoin as well and things like that. Use this money and teach people about how you used it as money to fly yourself to Miami and to stay in a hotel, which is fantastic. But anyway, folks, moving on. There is an article I want to talk about, and it is called Clearing... Company tests out security transactions, settlements on blockchain networks. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I will have a link to all these articles for crypto news. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Digital Dollar Project and the Disposable Trust and Clearing Corporation 
have trialed a potential settlement system using tokenized security and central bank digital currencies. The digital dollar project DDP and the, the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, DTCC, releases the results of their security settlement pilot project November 30th. The project tests a simulated digital U.S. dollar in transactions with tokenized securities on a blockchain network under real-world conditions. The project was designed to better understand the implications of a U.S. central bank digital currency on post-trade settlements, especially on a type of securities. Settlements that ensures transfers to take place simultaneously or nearly simultaneously with payment. These settlements are known as DVP, Delivery Versus Payment Settlements, or Atomic Settlements. No U.S. CBDC has been developed or even authorized yet. The DTCC Managing Director Jennifer wrote in her company uh, forward, Those efforts which are detailed in this white paper simulate future settlement functionalities where while ensuring optimization for clients as well as the same or higher levels of safety and security as DTCC existing settlement solution. The pilot uses a third party orchestra between DTCC digital settlement network prototype and a digital dollar network to execute instructions and eliminate Counterparty risk. This is because the parties in a transaction may have different settlement banks that will not have full visibility in both networks. Assets were incumbent on both networks during transaction. In addition, the pilot project uses an algorithmic incumbents mechanisms to enforce conditions on the release of assets, which leverage smart contracts to control the asset rather than a third-party transaction in a test system. Take a total of 12 steps. The pilot system allows for a vary of netting and settlement options that encompasses T2, T1, and T0. Inner day and end of day. The U.S. settlement practice different significantly from the rest of the world. Results of the settlement trial were evaluated by participating banks, which include Bank of America, City. Uh, Northern Trust, State Street, Virtual Finance, and Wells Fargo. This was the first of five planned pilot projects. The digital dollar was created in 2020 by the Digital Dollar Foundation, a technology consultant for Accentra. It created a tech technical sandbox in September. The DTCC handles the vast majority of security transaction settlements in the United States. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. There you go right there. So this is being tested out. The digital dollar, which I told you a few years ago would happen. They are now testing it out to make sure it does settle on the blockchain networks. And I will be putting a link to this, this, this article in the description below, folks. You can check out this article on coinmarketcap.com. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to some NFT news and Web3. So, NFT, Steer, and Victor chat about building Web3 and the metaverse. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's ironic because this article just came out seven hours ago. So, this week, NFT Steve spoke to an award-winning artist, Victor, about basketball, the metaverse, Web3, and his unique NFT collection. Let's take a look here. 
So on December 2nd, NFT, Steve hosts Alicia and Ray chatted with Victor to discuss his journey into bridging his real-life artwork into NFTs and how he cultivates the community and culture that surrounds it. Solomon works works centers around basketball, not just the object, but the sport itself. For Solomon, the inspiration for his work comes from his early childhood of wanting to play hockey, a sport that was not accessible for him, and his eventually discovered basketball, which he described which he discovered to be more accommodating. Solomon said basketball was such an inspiration platform for me since there's no barrier to entry. Solomon says that the says that the open nature of basketball is an incredible parallel for everything that is happening in Web3. Throughout the episode, he explained the symbolic relationship he has experienced in building out What's that? Vastler verse, the basketball of metaverse. <clears throat> Bridging the gap between real life and digital spaces. When asked about the liberating elements of creating and iterating in Web3, Solomon drew attention to the nature of being able to create things that cannot exist in real life, like a planet inside a hollow basketball, but also the process of taking the physical elements into digital renderings, and compulsions. For Solomon, building a collection and a, commod and a community to rally around it was second nature. His extensive experience in the traditional art world gave him the same insight and structure on how he releases digital collection. Drawing inspiration from other NFT projects like Nouns, Solomon Digital Collection, Vas Vasco Verse operates similarly to his real-life pieces, except one, Vassal or Basketball is auctioned off every hour. Contrary to physical installations or show pieces in a gallery, Solomon noted that creating within Web3 offers participation and collects a border and larger say in the direction of the work rather than one, rather than a one-off experience. Unlocking Collaborating Within a Community when it comes to Web3 and the metaverse, a core testnet in a successful project or ecosystem is the community surrounding it and building alongside it. Solomon describing how exciting it is to be working shoulder to shoulder alongside a growing community where diverse collectors enable an open forum to constantly visit, discuss, and consider direction of the project rather than shying away from opening up Consideration to the community, Solomon embraces the more decentralized aspect of building and unlocking community in Web3. Solomon said, what attracts me as a founder is unlocking that opportunity for everyone to be able to have a voice. And that's what they talk about the Web3 Women's Summit as well, about everybody having a voice, which I absolutely agree with. I think everybody's opinions matters um, in this space of Web3, for sure. I actually absolutely 100 uh agree with uh, Solomon as well. 100% I agree with Solomon. For Solomon, the juke tab position of Web 2 and Web 3 has highlighted what he considered a mass unlock as he described the collaboration, nature, and community spirit has not been something he has been able to experience in the physical world and is energizing. The biggest challenge Solomon currently faces is re-educate a segment of ecosystem that may have 
had bad experience in the cryptos and NFT market. Nonetheless, Solomon suggests that the adversity is worth enduring since the promise of Web3 is much bigger than any particular negative experience. To hear more from this conversation, tune in and listen to the full episode of NFT Steve and make sure to mark your calendar for the next episode on December 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Again, I will be putting this in the description below for you folks can reference and you folks can make your own decisions and come to your own conclusions on these articles. And again, these are my opinions, not yours. And then the last article, folks, I want to talk about here is how NFT court summits could change the legal landscape. So blockchain technology is making its way into the court system, which digital summits being served with NFTs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so in the future, when your boy Nightmare Kaog, uh gets arrested for uh, spreading misinformation on his podcast, this is how I'm be served my summit. So let's get into it. So RBB Lab, a technology development firm based in the Republic of San Marino, has utilized non-fungible tokens, NFTs, technology to issue a court summons to a former employee and a contractor. RBB Lab CEO Enrico told Cointelegraph that it has that it sums summit the two individuals to the jurisdiction jurisdiction of Italy on claims of attempted extortion and aggravated defraiment of the firm. The summit was an order restriction that we are asking them to stop this campaign against us. Said Enrique, this is the first time that an NFT has been used to deliver a court summons in Italy. If this technology catches on, it could mean big changes in how Italy handles legal cases in the future. The RBB team says that serving a summons via the blockchain is more effective than the traditional process, which can take weeks. Enrique said the goal is to streamline the process and make it more effective, adding as technology company, as a technology company, we want to push barriers in everything we do. This is an example where technology can facilitate and also improve a system that has been slow to adopt. Our goal is to find opportunities to improve our lives, use the technology. Unfortunately, the legal system has many examples of ineffective ineffectiveness where a lot can be done. RBB Lab is working with the law firm Antonetta Associates based in Florence, Italy to develop a set of tools for the legal for the legal field. The goal is to create a new blockchain related to legal f- products that can be used by both lawyers and law students. The project is still in the early stages, but the team is already making great progress. We have a very good relationship with the law firm, and they are familiar with the blockchain. So we've decided to collaborate with them since we are an engineering company and can help them bring a ver- bring a variety of tools to the market, such as on-chain forensic tools and the technology to deliver a court summary via the blockchain. We're also exploring the possibilities of Notarizing documents using the blockchain, so we'll have a way to prove that the document was in existence at a certain time. Enrique told Cointelegraph, service out-of-court papers with NFTs, contrary to what one might expect. The use of NFTs for the service of court papers is becoming more commonplace. In fact, two courts in the United Kingdom and the United States have approved serving summits with NFTs 
in the context of a legal dispute, potentially paving the way for more widespread use. All right, let's keep going. As more and more people have, be, as, have begun using NFTs, the number of court cases linked to NFTs have grown considerably over the past over the last few years, one of the most recent ones saw a law firm use an NFT to serve a defraiment with a temporary restraining order. Another example saw a company taking the rather unique steps of serving a defraiment with an NFT as evidence in an $8 million hacking case. The fact that lawyers have been embracing NFTs as a viable form of service in legal matters, regardless of the jurisdiction, is a clear sign that this new technology has been accepted and is being used in the legal community. Take that, status fluke. The traditional way of serving court papers have been characterized by personal delivery. Yet, with the emergence of blockchain technology, there is, there is the opportunity to explore a more modern approach. This could have a widespread effect on individuals and businesses alike, as it could potentially open up a world of possibilities for how court papers are served in the future. When asked for the reason behind their decision to deliver the summons through an NFT, Enrique said, through traditional means, delivery of a summons can be quite difficult. When, a, when delivering a summons, it could be sent out and, and delivered as soon as possible as, and as effective as possible. At the moment, it is extremely complicated and prone to error due to delivery times and costs to find certain individuals, especially if they are anonymous. NFTs are a way to go because it reduces it automating the steps in which as you make fewer errors when done responsibly, just a single error can be used by the counterparts to postpone the court. And that, of course, could create an entire slew of new issues. So effectively, it is extremely important here he added, consequence for legal system. Although there are many advantages to using NFTs for delivering court summits, there are also legal requirements that must be observed. To gain a better understanding of this and the summit's potential implications on the Italian legal system, Cointelegraph contacted Pachitro from RBB Labs legal team for more insight. One of the main issues is still represented by a lack of familiarity by our rulers with blockchain technology. Although the number of professionals capable of using it, it is, grow, it is fast growing, it is necessary for a change of mentality by our politicians. The implication of, a, of the blockchain into the Italian legal system would give our country a big boost in terms of attractiveness of investment and would definitely contribute to creating a more fair environment both for entrepreneurs and consumers. Digital asset IP. In addition to using NFTs to serve court documents, some companies are also using them to fight counterfeits. The use of NFTs allow companies to verify that a digital asset is native, original, and uncopyrighted with blockchain technology. This technology makes them indestructible and easy, easily verifiable. In addition, it can be used to transfer royalties and fees to the creator through the use of smart contracts. This has also allowed media companies to tie their unique content to NFTs and provide their customers one-of-a-kind experience by taking advantage of this technology. Earlier this year, the Sandbox and Ethereum-based Metaverse partnered with the NFT collective World of Women. This partnership 
serves as a great platform for companies to continue its mission of achieving greater education and representation for women in the virtual space. And this is why I went to the Web3 Summit to begin with, to learn more about NFTs and things that are being built on Web3, especially uh, with women in it leading the charge. So ladies and gentlemen, NFTs are becoming very useful, folks. I'm telling you, you might want to keep your eye on the NFT sector, man. So I might have to go to this NFT week, man, in March. I might have to stop by in Miami in March. We'll see where it goes. I'll let you guys know here in the coming months if I'm going to be buying my ticket here in January on my birthday. You know, we'll see what happens next month. But um, I might be back down in Miami, folks, in uh, March so uh, to check out some more NFT stuff. But... Yeah, folks, it's getting real out here, folks. They're really pushing these NFTs, so you might want to get your head out of your ass, folks, because these NFTs aren't going anywhere. It might be a bear market, but NFTs are going nowhere, folks. All right, so let's get into some gaming news, and that's right, folks. Pocketlint.com, folks. Summer Game Fest 2023, when is the E3 rivalry event and what to expect? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, E3 has a rival now. It's Summer Game Fest. It's all right, ladies and gentlemen, Summer Game Fest will return in 2023 with a live showcase event to kick off the action on Thursday, June 8th. And now June is my favorite month, ladies and gentlemen, E3, and you got Summer Game Fest. It will be streamed live from the YouTube Theater in Los Angeles and will also invite a live audience for the first time. Hey, I might be able to go. That would be something to do in June for me. It's not the only big gaming event planned for next summer. However, with E3 to return as well, so what is Summer Game Fest? And will we have two competing events running simultaneously in 2023? 2023. Here's everything we need to know about it so far. So what is Summer Game Fest and when does it start? Born from the pandemic global lockdown, Summer Game Fest started in 2020. Yes, it did. To fill the void for left by the cancellation of E3. It ran from May to August and featured publishers announcements, in-game events, and operating live streams that crammed in bundles of games, info, and trailers. The show also ran in 2021 and 2022 with individual keynotes from publishers and developers to run off the action. Now it's coming back, but with a twist. Not only with will the main kickoff showcase have a live audience for the first time. It will run alongside E3 in 2023. The main Summer Game Fest showcase will take place on Thursday, June 8th. And exact start time and other related events are yet to be revealed. You can keep up with the latest schedule and news on Summer Game Fest homepage. Summer Game Fest 2023. How to keep track. Traditionally, a number of key events from major publishers and brands have tied into Summer Game Fest, including the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. It's not yet known whether that will be the case again, whether they'll tie their flag to the mass of E3 instead or maybe support both. We'll update with any confirmed third-party events here when possible. What to expect during Summer Game Fest? In previous years, the other publishers and game, game companies have supported Summer Game Fest, not yet by giving trailer exclusive to host Jeff, for announcements during this showcase stream, here's a list of previous partners to give you an indication of what to expect in 2023. 
2K, Activision, Amazon Game, Amazon Prime Gaming, Anna, Interactive, Bungie, Blizzard, Com uh, Capcom, Devour Digital, Dot, Electric Ar Electronic Arts, Epic Games, Fiji, Fiji, uh, Frontier, Gearbox, High, Inner, Sleuth, Couch Media, Mediatonic, Miho Yo, uh, Netflix, PlayStation, Sonic Nix, Psycho Nix, uh, Raw Fury, Riot Games, Cyber Interactive, Sega, Squared Inks, uh, Steam, Tencent Games, Tribeca Fest, Uniswap, Warner Brothers Games, Wizard of the Coast, Xbox. More could be announced throughout the event. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Summer Game Fest is coming back, folks. And yes, I do remember when Summer Game Fest started during the pandemic because of the canceled E3. I remember that. I remember reading about it. And I was like, who the fuck is Summer Game Fest? What is Summer Game Fest? What does this have to do with gaming? But, folks... I gotta let you guys and ladies out there know, gamers out there know, I have enjoyed Summer Game Fest. I think it's an amazing event. I would love to go someday to Summer Game Fest live. I know they're having a crowd there, so I might not be able to go to NFT Week in March of 2023. I might sacrifice that for Summer Game Fest because I've always wanted to go to a Summer Game Fest event, so I may go this year. We will find out. You know I'm going to use Traveler.com to Fucking book my flight to fucking book my hotel, ladies and gentlemen. You know how Nightmare K-Hawk rolls. Had to uh, put some chapstick on my lips, folks. You know, had to get my lips chapped. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So, Summerfest, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a gamer out there... You definitely want to book your kit tickets to Summerfest, Summer Game Fest 2023. If you can, use your fucking crypto. If you don't have enough fiat, use your crypto, folks. I will put the link of Traveler.com in the fucking description for all you gamers out there. Let's meet up. Let's freaking hook up. Let's exchange numbers. Let's exchange emails. And let's fucking get to Summer Game Fest, folks. I definitely want to go this year. Fuck yeah. Alright, so we have some Xbox news. Some Xbox Game Pass game list news. So let's go ahead and read this. So Microsoft has a couple of uh, subscription services for owners of Xbox Series, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. Xbox Live Gold is a monthly membership plan that is required for online play. And while it gives you a couple of free games a month, that's its primary purpose. On the other hand, Xbox Game Pass is the firm service that gives you access to hundreds of games just one monthly fee. They can be paid for they can be paid for sep separately, but the best news is that you can get both. Plus, PC, Game Pass, EA Play, Cloud Gaming, and access to exclusive game discount for a single cheaper price. That is true. Here's everything you need to know about Game Pass. And Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, what is Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate? Xbox Game Pass gives you access to well over 300 games to download and play on your Xbox One or Xbox Series X or S for one monthly fee. 
if you upgrade to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which you definitely should do, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is the ultimate Game Pass. Don't freaking not get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. If you do not, can't afford Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, then damn it, you shouldn't be gaming at all. You get also Xbox Live Gold, PC Game Pass, EA Play, and access to Xbox Game Cloud, all the same price. You can download the games and play them as often as you like, as long as you continue to pay the monthly fee. Just use a gift card. Just use a gift card, folks, and just get like a six-month to a year subscription, and then you don't have to worry about paying the monthly fee. Just saying. Some titles might become unavailable as others are added, but you also have the option of buying any of the collections outright at a discount price. Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and the original Xbox Series are part of the lineup. The latter two through backwards compatibility, so there are plenty of top titles to choose from. Microsoft adds a release of its own and many third-party games on the same day. They are released in stores. This includes Halo Infinite and Bethesda New, forthcoming science, I mean sci-fi, RPG, Starfield. Starfield's going to be a hell of a game, by the way. It could also include all the Activision Blizzard vast back catalogs of titles when Microsoft acquisition co completes, including Legacy and the new Call of Duty games. The the included Xbox Live Gold also gives subscribers exclusive discounts on many games on the Xbox Store. How much does Xbox Game Pass Ultimate cost? Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is priced at $14.99, £10.99 a month. You can cancel at any time. As mentioned, it includes Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass for PC, EA Play Plus, Microsoft Cloud Gaming. Cloud Gaming is part of is part of Ultimate at no extra cost, folks. And yes, I was part of the beta testing for cloud gaming for Xbox, folks. So take it from an insider. Take it from Nightmare Chaos. You want to buy Game Pass Ultimate. Trust me on this. You won't regret it. You won't regret the investment. Trust me. If you're a gamer out there and you're on Xbox, you will not regret it. I promise you that. You will not regret it. Now, the standard console-only version of Game Pass doesn't include gold, EA Play, cloud gaming, or the PC version. It costs $9.99 US dollars, $7.99 pounds if you're in Europe. It's the same price for PC only version when subscribed, subscribed to separately. Ultimate is clearly the better deal. What games are part of the Xbox Game Pass? Xbox Game Pass will always offer more than 300 games. Made up of Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and the original Xbox backwards compatible titles. Some might be switched in the future for other games, but here is the current list of all games that are currently available. All the Xbox One Series X and S on Game Pass as of December 2nd. Note all the games run on Xbox One as well as Xbox Series X and S, but you can enhance on the next-gen console. Some games will also feature Xbox Auto HDR and or FPS, frames per second boost technology. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm not going to list off all these games, but I'm going to give you some. Seven Ways to Die, and remember, old Blue, a uh, Plague Tale, A Way Out, Alien Isolation, Alien Fire Team Elite, Among Us, As Dust Falls, which is a great game, by the way, and I still have to go back to continue playing that game.
Oh, man, just so many titles, folks. So many titles, ladies and gentlemen. You have Forza Horizon 5 on there. You have Grid, folks. Just so many titles. Like, if you're a gamer out there, if you're an Xbox gamer, if you have not upgraded to Xbox Series X or X, you definitely are missing fucking out. Like, seriously. If you don't have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you are missing fucking out, folks. I'm telling you. Take it from an insider. I am an Xbox insider, folks. I've been an Xbox insider since the 360 days. Take it from this guy. Take it from me as a gamer. You want Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Trust me. Pay the $14.99, folks. And if you don't want to pay the $14.99, get an Xbox gift card. Like, put $70 on it. Put $120 on it. And just let the fucking $14.99 come out every month. From your gift card. Trust me. It's worth it. I'm telling you now. It is worth it. It's worth the money. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Those are your stories, folks. So I'll be putting all these links in the description below so you folks can out there reference these articles so you don't think I made this shit up out of my ass. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, in closing, you know, I'm spending my last day here in Miami. It's now Saturday morning, so I'm spending my last day in Miami. Gonna chill in in my hotel the entire time. Gonna get out of here at 4 a.m. in the morning on Sunday. I have a flight to catch at about 7 a.m. So I'm going to get out of here about 4.15 in the morning. Head to the airport, get through security and things like that. Um, but overall, folks, my time here has been great. I learned a lot about NFTs, a lot of things I didn't know what you can do with Web3 and metaverses and things like that. Meeting all these women that are building great things, folks, on different blockchains, Polygon, Cardano, you know, Ethereum and things like that. It's very interesting to see. It's very beautiful to see. A lot of these women are pretty much out of crypto, building their own tokens. They're building their own. They're building their own. Like just ecosystem. It's absolutely beautiful to see. Um, I definitely would love to see that more in the private sector, the Monero community, the Daryl community, Pirate J community, the Dark Fi community, things like that, building our own private, decentralized, uh, peer-to-peer metaverse, Web3, stuff like that, NFTs and things like that. I love what Daryl was doing um, with their NFT sector. It's really looking good. It's really coming together. Um I know people have talked about a layer two for Monero, so NFTs and things like that. I don't know if I would really want that. Uh, personally, I kind of like Monero being just digital cash. Same thing with Dogecoin. I like the way it's at. It's just peer-to-peer electronic digital cash or open transparent ledger. I like the way Dogecoin works as well. Um, it's kind of very interesting, folks. But yeah, man, like... It's just hilarious now how people are acting. Um, folks, with this whole Elon Musk thing, you got people literally out here kissing his ass. I mean, it's unbelievable, folks. It's unbelievable. You got that woman from Exodus. Fucking, she's out here, like, pom-poming for fucking Elon Musk. You got Martha out here pom-poming for Elon Musk as well. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. I don't think Elon Musk is a great human being. I think he's a very despicable human being, to be honest. He's a terrible father, by the way. He's a, 
He he's like a baby daddy to like six different women that he doesn't even take care of those children. It's absolutely asinine. None of these women can get child support from this jack off. So, I mean, he's a deadbeat dad. He's a horrible human being, by the way. He didn't find any of the companies he owns. They were founded by somebody else, by the way. He just took them over. You know, he didn't create anything, bro. He didn't create Tesla. He didn't create any of this crap. You know what I mean? So, it's all bullshit. It's all garbage. I mean, he's a scumbag. Uh, he'll probably pump my Dogecoin bag, even though I use that as a bank account. But, outside of my, you know, centralized bank account, I use Dogecoin as a bank account. Then I move some Doge to Monero, obviously, so I can use it as money. But, the thing is, is that this guy's a scumbag. This guy's a complete scumbag, and I, I I just don't understand how people can sit here and believe anything this guy says, anything that spews out of his mouth. I mean, you got people now on Twitter and all over social media like, oh my God, I think I'm going to put, uh, I think I'm going to use Neuralink to put a, a chip in my brain because Elon told me so. I mean, you got to be out of your fucking mind, folks. I mean, I mean, seriously? I mean, seriously? I mean, I'm a pro-transhumanist, and I'm all for transhumanism, you know, merging with AI, merging humans with machines, but, I mean, Elon Musk, you're really going to put your faith in Elon Musk? And then Elon comes out and talks about how he, like, he's going to put a, the Neuralink chip in his brain as well, once it is done being perfected. Like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. Like, how gullible can you be, folks? Oh, my God. You, like, I mean, I hate to agree with Harari, but he was right. Humans are easily hackable now. Like, it's going to give them so much power to be able to hack human beings now and decide to delete thoughts and kill them off so easily. Like, we're seeing a mass die-off right now from these freaking massive, complete, asinine injections from the COVID jabs. But, folks... Back to Elon Musk, I mean, come on, people, you can't be this naive and this stupid. Like, come on, guys, come on, females, what are you doing? You're really going to look at this man as being your savior? Like, come on, come on, like, <laughs> like, come on, man, what are we doing? What are we doing? I never thought I would live the day where I am one of the smartest humans on the planet right now. Like, me and millions of other people that hate Elon Musk or dislike this ass clown. Like, this is ridiculous, man. Like, I can't believe there are people in the Monero community. There are people in the BSV community. There are people in the Doge community. There are people in the freaking Shiba Inu community that sold their soul to the devil themselves, the WEF, which is completely means they're going to go to zero anyway. So I'm glad I'm long gone from that community. I made my money and got the fuck out of there. But, folks, you got to be the most stupidest son of a bitch on the planet to trust Elon Musk and Neuralink. You got to be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. And, and oh, by the way, by the way, for all you ass clowns out there that got mad at me for the episode I post about me being a pro-transhumanist, hey, who's the pro-transhumanist now, asshole? Yeah, all you scumbags that are going to put a freaking chip for Neuralink by Elon Musk in your head. You're the pro-transhumanist, not me. I'm still 
against Neuralink. And I'm a pro-transhumanist, folks. I'm for AI. I think there should be a constitution for AI to have rights as humans. I'm all for that. As a matter of fact, look at Tony. He's starting to freaking bow down to AI. Look how much he's using it for his artwork. He's literally worshiping AI right now. Tony's not creating that artwork. It's artificial intelligence doing the work for him. He has become a transhumanist too. He's become a pro-transhumanist too. He likes AI as well. See, there you go, folks. See, it all goes in the action. I can speak about men or pro-transhumanists, but a lot of you show that you're pro-transhumanists by your actions. I'm looking at your Twitter account. I'm looking at the chat in Telegram. I'm watching exactly what you do, and you literally say it without even saying that you're pro-transhumanist. So there's a lot of people in the Monero community, and I'm not going to out you people right now because I'm going to respect you. A lot of you in the Monero community are pro-transhumanists. You're exactly like me. You like AI. You love AI. And some of you in that freaking Monero community are going to be dating AI. It's a fact. You're going to, because you love Monero Chan so much, it wouldn't surprise me in the future if you make a humanoid version of Monero Chan and a lot of you Monero community dudes out there start dating it. Of course you're going to do that. Because you're in love, folks. You love AI. You want your wife to be artificial intelligence. You should check out a movie called 2050, Customize Your Lover. It's on Amazon Prime. Go back and listen to my podcast about it. It's a great movie. Since a lot of you people love AI so much, you should go watch it. Especially you people in the BSV community and, and all crypto communities. All of you should watch this movie. It's called Customize Your Lover. 2050, go look it up on Amazon Prime. Again, it's not my fault, folks, that you all fell in love with AI and deny what you truly feel. You love artificial intelligence. That's why they're making a church in California. People are getting ready to worship AI as their God. It's fine. You want to worship AI as your God? That's your business. I know that I will never do that. I worship the creator that actually created the universe the earth, the moon, and the stars, that's just me, but for you people out there, hey, more power to you, I'm all for freedom of choice, folks, I'm all for freedom of consequence, I'm all for freedom of consequences, that's the point, that's what being a free-spirited human being is all about, folks, that's what it's all about, it's not my fault that you're trying to hide and shield your love for artificial intelligence, not my damn fault, not my damn fault that you worship and kiss Elon Musk's ass instead of looking inside of you at yourself and being your savior. It's not my fault. It's your fault. So, look, man. An artificial intelligence constitution is probably around the corner, not too far away. NFTs are starting to make their runs. Metaverse Web 3, folks. I'm super excited. I'm happy. Personally, I learned a lot at the Web 3 Women's Summit. You know, and I, I want to go to more NFT events as well and some of these other crypto events and blockchain events as well just to hear people speak and, you know, hear what they got to say, you know, and then I'll get my takes on it and go from there. I hope next year's Web3 Summit, if it's in Miami again, here at the Doubletree Airport Conference Center, I definitely would love to come back here next year as well. Um, next year, I'll probably be more interactive. I was very non-interactive this time around. I really didn't feel the vibe. The vibe was kind of... A lot of media people were here. A lot of the influencers and stuff. And the 
you know, content creators were here, which were all the 100 plus speakers um, that they had. Just, I would love to see more people that's not a speaker come to the event and things like that. I would love to see that in the future. Um, I definitely think they should take cryptocurrency for foods and stuff at the venue instead of fiat money. We're heading to a digital age. There's no excuse for that. I don't give a damn we're in the bear market. That's ridiculous. Um, so I had to go back up to my hotel room or Uber Eats, unfortunately. Um, a lot of good restaurants in Miami, folks. A lot of good restaurants. So Uber Eats is your freaking godsend for sure. Shout out to Uber Eats. Uh, for the founders who founded Uber Eats, you know, I used to do Uber Eats when I lived in Phoenix, Arizona as well. So I used to work for Uber. So, you know, being an Uber driver is cool. We all know that um, there did there is one thing they did mention at the Web3 Summit that really was great at day two. One of the speakers talk about how self-driving cars are going to replace you. Absolutely agree. They already have your replacements, folks. Absolutely agree. I'm glad to see that people in the Web3 space, these women in this Web3 space, already understand the fourth industrial revolution. And that is great to see. Now, men, we got to wake the fuck up, man. We got women already know what's about to happen. They know humans are about to be replaced. They already know that. Men, you got to wake the fuck up, man. You got to stop worshiping Elon Musk, bro. You got to stop this shit, man. He's here to replace you, bro. He's already got his Optimus Prime already ready to go. He's got his AI boss ready to replace your punk ass. All right? So you men out there that kiss Elon Musk's ass and his penis need to wake the fuck up for real because you have lost your manhood. You've really lost your manhood. Period. End of story. End of discussion, folks. Now, tomorrow, folks, before I leave Miami, I will be doing a news section. We will definitely be diving into the news, the independent news sec section tomorrow. But this is your boy, Nightmare Kayhawk, signing off. I hope everyone has a great rest of the weekend. Make sure to go a lot to a lot of these crypto events, especially NFTs. Definitely a lot to learn there. Web3 and Metaverse conferences in your country. Definitely check them out. They're very worth also, support women, folks, in this space. It's very important we have diversity. It's very important we have women in the space as well. Not just white women, but all creeds of women. All creeds of all type of content created all across the entire globe. It's very important because we're heading to a digital age and we need to make sure we're ready to go. I will holler at y'all tomorrow. Peace.